So the real question is, how can we, as entrepreneurs, health experts, and personal development gurus who want balance in our lives and aren't content to sit on the sidelines, limiting our full potential in body, connection, power, and wealth, help you live your full potential in life? That's exactly what we are talking about today. I'm Dr. Amelia. And I'm Dr. Jeremy. Welcome to Transforming Self. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Transforming Self podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us today. So we're going to go over our four core philosophies of transformation before we get started today. So the first one is body. So that is movement, nutrition, stress reduction, detoxing, chiropractic care, massage, acupuncture, anything you are doing to your body to keep it performing at an optimal level. The next one is connection. Are you connecting with those around you? Connecting with your spouse, your children, yourself? Are you connecting with your friends and family? Connecting with people in your lives and not allowing outside distractions to sedate and distract you is very important. And next is power. Are you truly fulfilled and happy? Are you acknowledging your feelings, whether good or bad? Are you sedating yourself or facing challenges head on? This is all about mental well-being and spiritual health. And today we're going to talk about wealth. For some, this can be the most uncomfortable area of your life. Some of us believe we are undeserving of having money or financial success. Some of us do not even know where to start, whether it's investing or creating a budget. We're going to discuss what wealth really is, whether it's having extra time with family and loved ones and to connecting with financial freedom. It's another great day, isn't it? It is. It's beautiful outside, and we're so happy to be here. And today, we are going to talk about wealth. How do you feel about this? Wealth is a tough one. Wealth has always been a tough one for me. It stems back to childhood. You know, a lot of things stem back to childhood for most people, and wealth stems back to childhood for me. My my stepdad was a wonderful provider. We always had what we needed, but he was also raised during the Great Depression. So he had a really different view of money and finances than my mother did or that she was kind of trying to raise us with. So having somebody who was very tight with their finances and really adhered to a strict budget. I mean, he never once in his life had a car payment. He didn't buy a car unless he had cash to to pay for that car. So that's kind of what I grew up with. And then, you know, my mother on the opposite end, mom, sorry if you're listening to this, uh, would hide, you know, credit cards and stuff from him because he didn't let us do anything fun and she wanted to have some fun in life. So I had this polarizing different views of wealth from my stepfather and my mother growing up. How about you? Well, my mother raised me on a very conservative budget, especially when she was single. She did extremely well with what she had when we were young. We didn't get a lot of help. I mean, my dad's child support was very little. If any of my parents are listening, good. Because maybe this is something you need to hear. I know he was always concerned with what she was doing with that money. I remember this as a kid. Disheartening now that I think back of how, but it did teach me something. She kept things extremely organized. Every dime she spent with child support money, she had it written down. I I mean, I was little, but I still do remember this. So your dad was concerned about what she was spending the child support on. Yeah, even even though though it was a small amount... There was that concern because of angry parents, you know, the divorce and everything else. 
So she just was going to prove to him that everything went towards us kids. And I think she did a good job of that. And then my mom married a very successful farmer and his dad who grew up in the Great Depression, I know had tremendous success. Even though it was the Depression, he was able to acquire land very cheap, very successful farmer, and they made a lot of money. You know, my stepdad definitely spent a lot of money, um, but he always made sure everyone was taken care of. There was never any financial concerns expressed towards me, if there were any. I didn't know that. So I didn't feel that as a child. And I know some people go through that. But, you know, my mother was raised by a very conservative father who did struggle. I feel like we were taught money was kind of bad. And people around us, if they had money, there were sometimes negative things said about them. You know, maybe it's that's not true, but that's what I remember. So I felt a lot of guilt about money. I was very conservative you know, growing up on the farm, I would make a lot of money. I worked a lot of hours and we were out in the farm. So I didn't spend it. I'd always reward myself with one thing a year. And then I have all the, what was one thing one year? What do you remember? I'll tell you the best thing I ever bought. And I remember this from the TV commercial. It's when Bose first came out with their wave radio. And I'm like, I want one of those. It was 300 bucks. And And you were in what grade do you think? I want to say a soft, I was a freshman or sophomore. So that would have been like 1990, 91. It's a lot of money. But I had it, and I asked my mom if I could order one. She's like, if you feel like you got the money, you." she knew how hard I worked, and she loved me, and I loved that thing. And honestly, I had it up until not very long. I mean, it's set in when we met. Oh, you know, was that was the, 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 oh, yeah, the white one? Really? And it finally went kaput. It finally quit, but it lasted a long time. It's worth that 300 bucks. So that's something I would do is reward myself like that. But there was definitely a lot of negativity around money. And having money. I think that's common. I, I really do. I feel like I had that a little bit as well. Just, yeah. I mean, what people don't realize is if you have a lot of money, you can also do a lot of good with that money. It's, it's not just negative. You don't have to do bad things with it. You can do a lot of really good things with money. Yeah. And people that have money do a lot of good things and we never hear about it, but we don't see that part. So I think that's where some of this comes from. So as you were raised by an older father and that was very conservative and your mom was conservative too, but she also wanted to have fun, which I think we should. We need to celebrate things. But do you feel like that gave you any type of feeling about money as you got older? I mean, did you feel guilty if you had money? I don't know if guilt is what I felt, but I feel like it really did um, influence how I was with money. So, you know, I had my kids very young and so I did not manage my money well. I don't feel like I was ever taught to manage money or what to do with money. And since I was a young single mom living on welfare and just barely making ends meet, like if I got extra money, I spent it on, on us. You know, we did, you know, we would do things together. So I never really learned good money management skills. So yeah, I don't feel like guilt was it. It was just really not knowing what to do with it. And then I feel like I also learned to hide money or to hide what I was doing with it, that maybe it wasn't the guilt around the money, but maybe the guilt around wanting to do things for myself or for my children with the money. And I know that has carried over with me um, because I feel like still now with us, you know, we, we, I I don't don't always tell you everything I spend money on. I don't, you know, it's our finances are still more separate than together. And I think that's been hard for me because if I have money, I want to be able to spend it on my children and I don't want to have to justify it, but I know I shouldn't always spend it on them because I don't need to spend a bunch of money on them all the time. 
So let's talk about this a little because it's something we've started talking more about recently. Do you feel comfortable talking about how we first met and when we were getting married and the difference in income and stuff and what I had? Because I want I want people to have an understanding of like... As long as I can tell that funny story. About, no, 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 you don't have to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about our situation because I'm sure there's other people out there. And it was hard for me I, I because... When we met, I'd been single for a long time and obviously built some investments because I lived fairly conservative, really, for what I was making. And I was purchasing real estate and different things like that. And I wanted to protect that. I was I was concerned that I that might take you for all you had. Yeah, <laughs> not really that. It's, so I definitely kept it private until we had to have the discussion. And we had that discussion and there were some differences. And maybe that created some uncomfortableness we never confronted. Well, I mean, you know, on my end, I was a poor single mother. I was in chiropractic school. All I had was debt. I had bad credit and debt. And that's that's all I had. I didn't really have, you know, financially, I didn't have a lot to bring to the table. So I, I, I can understand your concern. I, I definitely do. It's it's not like I was mad about anything. You know, I totally understand. And I think it was because of my protection and probably your unwillingness to confront that, that we kept things separate. And I don't think that's healthy in a relationship. I'm going to put that, <laughs> I'm going to say that if you want to build wealth, you and your partner need to be on the same page. You know, the number one cause of divorce is money, but you need to be on the same page. And I think that's probably something we struggled with is not getting on the same page. We have not accumulated as much wealth since we've been married as we probably should have. We've still done fine, but we can definitely improve. So definitely highly encourage <laughs> We're partners to get on, on the same page. Yes, we are. So Jeremy, tell us a little bit about your first investment. How old were you? What were you doing in life? Like, How did that feel to make that first big investment? So when I went to chiropractic school and we were looking for places to live, I was fortunate enough that my mom worked for a chiropractor and he suggested purchasing a house, which seemed at, I was 21 years old. Actually, I'd been, I would be 20 at that time when I started looking. And yes, I had some savings, but I didn't know how to get a loan. I had no credit. I was fortunate enough to be able to borrow from a family member, but, and I was fortunate enough to have someone I was going to school with that I really trusted and we were on the same page and we had a great discussion and we were able to find a house and purchase it together. And that was my first major investment, which was extremely empowering. I, I will tell you that. And we devised a plan. We found a three-bedroom house, unfinished basement, believe it or not, for $42,000. It was small, but it had three bedrooms this already. also like 1997. Seven. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Three bedrooms already, and we knew we could finish the basement and We'd never done that, but we were kind of handy. So that was our first major investment. And we were able to finish the basement, put another bedroom and bathroom down there very affordably and rent the other rooms out, which actually came close to making the house payment. That's smart. Investments where you can make the payment off of somebody else are very smart. And when you're young, you don't mind living with other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So that was my no. first investment. And what ended up happening is uh, the guy I bought the house with was a year ahead of me in school. He graduated and I was able to rent his room out and I was there another year and we were fortunate enough that the market went up 
and we were able to sell that house around 74,000 bucks. No, yeah, 74, I think it was. So it was nice. Yeah. So you made nice some money property. off of that. That's we good. Did. That's good. Yeah, it was good. And then what did you do with that money? I took it and reinvested it in my office and I was able to start my chiropractic office. That's smart too. <laughs> it worked very well. How about yourself? Honestly, I have never made an investment, like a purchase. I've bought cars. I've never bought a house. You know, that's a bad question for me. That's not something that I was ever able to do. I never had the money. I never I, I never had the really desire, I guess. It seemed unattainable to me until I met you to to think that I could actually purchase a house. It was never a position that I felt like I was in. And then you know, when we started dating, you had a house. And then we built the house out here on the property that you have. So we didn't have to go through the process of buying a house together. And so besides a car and, and school, I guess, you know, we could say school is probably the biggest investment, even though I didn't have to invest money at the time. Thank you, student loans that now I have to pay back. I invested a lot of time. That is also a part of wealth, time investment and investing your time in something that will further where you want to be or help you get closer to where you want to be in the long run. So I guess my biggest investment would be going to chiropractic school. Yes. And what it's got you and us is we've been able to... got me you. (laughs) We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, We've been able to take our kids on amazing trips. We've been able to provide them with things. We've been able to spend time and build memories. I mean, that's... And that's what we talk about. Wealth is not always money. It's time also. You've been able to afford that and we've been able to afford that, which has been amazing. It has been. And yeah, most people, when they think of wealth, they do think about money and we kind of want to break that thought process because some people are very wealthy and they don't have a lot of monetary things, but they have a lot of love and a lot of time and you know, a lot of people that they're surrounded with who appreciate them and love them. So wealth is a lot of different things. Yep, I would agree. Getting over this hump of money or guilt or worrying what others will think of you if you have money or a nice car, which I've gotten past that. I mean, that took a while, but it used to bother me. I mean, I used to purposely not buy the vehicle I wanted because I was worried what others would think. I definitely lived in a very conservative home because part of it was I was worried what people would think. And I was also worried, can I afford this? Well, at the time I could have easily, but it definitely taught me lessons for sure. So one thing I want to tell you, and and just so everyone knows, we're not financial advisors. That's not our goal here. Our, our truth is to, what we want to do is share ideas, get your mind thinking of things differently. Because what we've done, and we have invested together now, we're very diverse in what we do. And my personal opinion is, I'm not big on the stock market. I used to be. I just seen so many fallacies with it from a personal standpoint. I don't trust it, but I know you can make great money. And if you know what you're doing, I'm say, go for it. It's just not where I said. Now we do have some retirement where we have our simple IRAs. And I highly recommend when you're young to do a Roth IRA. I think that served me well when I was younger. But as you know, when you get certain income levels, you can't invest in that. And there's some great things I was able to do with my kids investing and helping them invest in a Roth that they can now use for school and they can pull that out, you know, tax free. So there's some definite benefits. And I recommend talking to a financial advisor about that. And, 
you know, question them and, and really question where their motivation is to sell you a product. If you're just paying them, that's great. If they're making money off your investment, think about it. Just ask questions and, and educate yourself. A few other things we've had success in is real estate investing and diversifying there too, not only in location, but between residential and commercial. And some don't want to deal with it. And I get it because when things go wrong, it's like all at once. And you're like, my gosh, you got to deal with this, got to deal with it. But you can, it can help to have property management cost money, but sometimes it's worth it just to have that peace of mind. So there's some different things you can do there. So if you had a choice of investment right now, like say you had a lot of money just sitting there, you didn't know what to do with just off a whim because you're self-proclaimed that you don't know much about this. <laughs> what would you want to invest in? Uh, a vacation home. I knew it. This is perfect. <laughs> this is what I wanted her to say because I'm going to tell you if you do it correctly and, and think about it and research and know where you're going and what you can do with it, there's nothing wrong with a vacation home, especially if you don't mind Use an Airbnb or some type of rental. I mean, it can help make the payments, if not make them all. And then you have a vacation home. So good hey. job. <laughs> so about that vacation home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So that's our brief introduction to wealth. Uh, wealth will be about a lot of different things. Uh, we would like to get people on our podcast to help talk about wealth and explain what wealth is to them and what they do around wealth. Because we have our opinions and what we do and our personal experiences, but there's just so much out there around the topic of wealth that we can't bring it all to you. And we think you will be best served to listen to other people who know a lot more about this than us. And like always, we want to connect with you. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what questions you have. We want to bring topics and guests that can best serve you. So please comment on our Facebook page, Transforming Self with Drs. Jeremy and Amelia Rodrock. Check that group page out. Like I said, we want to connect. We want to know what you're thinking. And until next time, be courageous. Be courageous.